Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live with episode number two of WCWS Indie Outlook. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host tonight, the infamous Iceman of Raw Radio, ladies and gentlemen, and the new host of WCWS Revolution uh, Unvisited, let's just say, Jared DiGiolo from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania tonight, however, and for the next two hours, we will be taking you on the independent journey of wrestling, and with me tonight is my co-host, if you will, normally he is my co-host, however, on other shows, however, including Raw Radio, as he is our big man, the Iceman, or not the Iceman, that's me, sorry, Big Daddy, I'm so tongue-tied here early on, sorry, folks. The bad guy himself, Gerard T. Smith, who is also the co-host of my our new show starting tomorrow night, WCWS Revolution Unrevisited, if you will. And we will be on from 7 to 8 p.m. But tonight, we're going to take you for the next two hours while we're also going to be watching Monday Night Raw, however, about the independent scene of wrestling. However, normally, this run, show is run by Captain Dave Spieler, and of course, I am the co-host of the show, however. And also, we have our independent wrestler, Rhonda Rush Wright. Hopefully, we'll hear from her tonight, however. Again, the number is one. 724-444-7444, pound 139863, and the number one, you can talk to Gerard T. Smith and myself right now here on the show today. And Gerard, as we begin the show, we got some uh, independent wrestling news to look at, Howard, and the first, of course, is, of course, the big news coming up on December 12th at the Flyer Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey, there on Laurel Oak Road. Of course, that bell time is set for 8 p.m. That'll be coming up three weeks from this Saturday night. The matchup, of course, that everyone's talking about is Bulldozer Matt Tremont taking on A.R. Fox, taking on Devin Moore. You might know him best possibly maybe as Devin Storm, however, formerly Crowbar of WCW versus Masada. Now, if Tremont is still the Combat Zone Wrestling Champion at this time, the gold will be on the line. What do you expect of this matchup in Voorhees, New Jersey there, Gerard? Well, it sounds like a great match. Uh, Crowbar is a flash uh flashing the flashback I say uh yes. uh it sounds like a great match and uh I'd like to see the who wins that outcome. Indeed. Indeed, it should be very interesting to say the least, however. And like I said, how that'll be taking place three weeks from this Saturday on Saturday, December 12th at the Flyer Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey. And ladies and gentlemen, we have heard how the event will now be an all-day affair prior to the Cage of Death 17 show, however, believe it or not. Before the pay-per-view goes live at 8 p.m., CCW is reporting they will feature a very special meet-and-greet convention with a time to be announced and also... Dojo Wars will produce its first event outside of the Academy and inside the Flyer Skate Zone at 2 p.m. Tickets for this very special event will be available at the door only and will be for the very low price of $5 in addition to your cage of 17 uh, ticket. Also, along with the Marine Corps Reserve, they will hold their annual Toys for Tots collection for the 11th year in a row, and we ask everyone how to bring a new unwrapped toy to be distributed to the local children in need, deserving a very special Christmas out there. So those of you in that area and those of you coming to that area, be sure to bring a toy and help out a family and child in need. 
All right, with that said, again, our number is 1-724-444-7444, pound one three nine eight six three. This is episode two of Indie Outlook, U.S. Indie Outlook, I should say. I'm your host, Big Daddy Cool, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and with me is the bad guy, Gerard T. Smith, of course. As you know, we are filling in tonight for our good friends, Captain Dave Spieler, and, of course, the Ronda Rush Wright, who hopefully we'll hear from very shortly. We will be here till 9 o'clock tonight, while we're also going to be watching Monday Night Raw tonight, which should be a very interesting show there in Nashville, Tennessee. And Gerard has a profile of a very special indie team that you guys are all going to be listening in for right now. So we're going to turn it over to Gerard now with his very special indie team. Go right ahead, Gerard. Tell us who it is and give us the lowdown on these guys. Well, I think everybody knows them, but uh, I want to highlight the Young Bucks. All right. They're coming into their own, uh, right about now. Um, I think a lot of people have heard about them, but if you have not, um, I will fill you in. Um, they were there, part of... Uh, the Bullet Club. Yes. Um, they were uh, they were in TNA, I think, for a cup of coffee, but mm-hmm. uh, not very much. But uh, yep. I think they're young, they're brash, they're mm-hmm. uh, and you see a lot of stuff on social media about mm-hmm. them. Um, Matt's thirty. Uh, Nick is. 26. Mm-hmm. So they still have a lot of years left. Uh, and they signed on with ROH this, uh, like, a couple weeks ago. Yes, and of course, ROH will be starting their new television home uh, as of next week, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, Comet TV as they will wrap up their uh, run on Destination America this coming Wednesday night. Uh, how long have they been in the business as a team? Okay, so they've been around quite a while, folks. 11 years as a team. Yes. um, Their championships, uh, I'll just give a little rundown. Uh, All right. AWS Tag Team Championship one time. Yes. Shakira? Shakira, yeah, I've heard of Shakira, yes. One time. Dragon Mm -hmm. Gate. One time. Yes. Empire Wrestling Federation, one time. Family Wrestling Entertainment, one time. Future Star Wrestling, one time. High Risk Wrestling, uh, oh, they won a tournament. Okay. Now, this is all indie uh, promotions. Uh, well, most of them, I imagine. Um, yes. House of Glory, mm-hmm. they won one time. Insane Wrestling League. They won three times. Mm-hmm. New Japan Pro Wrestling. They won three times. And we know that New Japan is a very big name when it comes to Japanese wrestling. It was always uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. There was Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling and then there was New Japan. So you talk about three big uh, uh, companies in Japan. They all have had uh, great, a lot of names, uh, legends, past and present over the years in all three of those feds. Yeah, that's right. Pro Wrestling Destination, it yes. was one time. Pro Wrestling 
Durara, Dur, Durara. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Yeah, something like that. Yep. Four times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Pro Wrestling Illustrated ranked Matt 66 of mm-hmm. top 500 wrestlers in 2015, and Nick got ra- rated 67. Of so very close, very close to each other. That's pretty cool. And uh, they were one-time Ring of Honor uh, mm-hmm. tag champions. Yes. And then uh, Squared Circle Wrestling out of New York, uh, one time. Yes. And it says Squared Circle Wrestling out of Toronto. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a branch of them. I, we'll have to look into that, yes. So, and I think this team's going to be hot coming off of, uh, or going into 2016. Yes, certainly. And let me ask you this, and I think everyone has to, maybe want to ask this question. Right now, do you think uh, that uh, the Young Bucks could maybe get a chance in the big leagues? Say, I mean, we've already know they've been in TNA, they've been in Ring of Honor, but could the WWE take a chance on these guys, do you feel, and should they? Uh, yes, I do. I think they should. Uh, I think they would be a very good added to the tag team division. Certainly, certainly, no question about it. Uh, another thing to let you know, in case you're wondering who are the champions in Combat Zone Wrestling, the federation I was mentioning at the top of the show, here are the lists right now. Bulldozer Match Ramon is your heavyweight champion. Your tag team champions are Team Tremendous, known as Bill Carr and Dan Barry. The Wire champions, Bad Boy Joey Janela. Uh, the WSUW champion, however, which stands for uh, Women's Superstars Uncensored, believe it or not. That's what it stands for. I'm not making this up, ladies and gentlemen. She's known as Cherry Bomb. The tag team champions are known as Chicks Using Nasty Tactics. And I believe there was one more. Yes, the Spirit Champion has been identified, in case you're wondering. As a familiar name you might know here, Gerard, Levia Bates, better known to you all in NXT fans as Blue Pants. Yes, Blue Pants, Levia Bates, former TNA wrestler, your Spirit Champion. Well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, of course, let's give out the number again, 1-724-444-7444, episode number 2-139-863, caller ID number, pound 1. You can talk to right now myself and Gerard T. Smith, who, of course, filling in for Captain Dave Spieler tonight, along with Rhonda Rush-Wright, who is uh, out of action, shall we say, tonight, uh, nowhere to be found, but I am filling in for both of these guys. Howard Gerard is filling in for, of course, Captain Dave, however, and I am filling in for the Rush, however, mind you. And, of course, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a great debut show for you at 7 o'clock, as we've been saying all day, however, on Raw Radio and also now here on Indie Outlook, however. It is the debut of WCW US Revisited, however, and our first big show, however, will be a doozy, as Gerard and I will take you back to the year 1983 into the very first Star that happened in the Greensboro Coliseum. Well, let's talk about Japan right now, uh, Gerard. I mean, they talk about great federations over there in the years, however, FMW, All Japan, New Japan. They've had a lot of big names past and present over the years, however. And uh, some of the names I can throw out are like Mike Awesome, uh, Shinjiro Itani, if you will, Hiroshi Tenzon, who at one point was a member of the NWO Japan contingent. Of course, Mike Awesome, better known to you all as the Gladiator. Of course, he also competed in ECW and WCW, if you will, Hayabusa. Uh, We also have other guys like uh, Onita, if you will. A lot of great Japanese superstars over the years have come to play 
from the Japan leagues, like All Japan, New Japan, Frontier Martial Arts, other federations in Japan. Uh, if you could, sir, give us your top five great Japanese wrestlers you have seen over the years or have had a chance to watch in person and have heard about if you haven't seen them, and give us your opinion of each one. Please do. Um, I'm going to have to do with... Uh... Masahiro Chono, I think his name is. Yes, Masahiro Chono, very good wrestler back in his own way. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, Great Muda. Yep, Heiji Muta, very good wrestler in his time. Uh, Tajiri. Yep, the Japanese buzzsaw, Yoshihiro Tajiri. I have to go with... Uh... I'm going to have to go with that one that you mentioned, uh, Hibasa. Yeah, Hayabusa. Yes, he's he's, he's had yeah, uh, he's he's had a unique career, no question about it. I'm gonna go with uh, Justin L- uh, Liger. Justin or, Liger, just Jushin uh, Luger. Luger. <laughs> Luger. Yeah, yeah. Luger Liger doesn't really matter. Jushin Thunder Liger. Yes, certainly five great ones you mentioned there. Liger, I'd say, is my number one. I would put number two, I would say Shindro Otani. I've seen only a little bit of his work, but I am a fan. is definitely three in my book. Tajiri, number four. And then I would say number five is a toss-up between Hayabusa, and I put, and this is going to throw you guys for a curve, ladies and gentlemen, the great Suzuki, if you will, or Sasaki, whatever you want to call him. He had some great matches when he wrestled here in the States a couple times in the big leagues, and also... I've heard his work in Japan is just phenomenal. He's taken on over guys over the years like Chris Benoit, and uh, he was in that big six-person tag of force at the very first ever ECW Barely Legal pay-per-view with uh, Grand Hamada, Dick Togo, Takamichi Noku, among others. And uh, he was actually in the finals of the 1994 Super J Cup final with the late, great Chris Benoit, if you recall, ladies and gentlemen, at the Tokyo Dome, and those two tore the building down in more ways than one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we continue on in Indie Outlook, however, here this uh, fine uh, Monday night, if you will, however, we're going to take a look and see what else we got uh, floating around, ladies and gentlemen, and right now we're going to... Video, be right back, all right? Okay, no problem, take your time. Well, Gerard's going to step out for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to take the floor for a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. We were talking about Livia Bates and Blue Pants, however, and of course, speaking of independent wrestlers, ladies and gentlemen, however, and... Guys who started in the Indie Wrestling League, however, one guy who is uh, getting a big break, no pun intended as of late, however, is uh, Samoa Joe, if you will, who is now down in NXT, and of course he will be taking on the Demon himself, if you will, Finn Balor, ladies and gentlemen, coming up three weeks from this Wednesday on Wednesday, December 16, in London, on the WWE Network, however, for the NXT Championship. So those of you who are looking forward to a great match, however, possibly right before Christmas as far as NXT goes, this is the one match you might want to keep your eyes and ears peeled to. It is going to be a phenomenal match, I feel, with these two tearing down the building in London. Also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, talking about... uh, Independent wrestlers, another guy who I believe at one time started in the indie circuit, who is now in the WWE, let's just say, the Celtic Warrior Sheamus, if you will, uh, surprised everyone last night by cashing in his Money in the Bank contract, as we said on Raw Radio this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, however, and as a result, he is the new WWE World's Heavyweight Champion, of course, tonight, we'll see what happens on Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen, as they will be live from Nashville, Tennessee, let's just say it should be very, very interesting to see what happens there in more ways than one. And, of course, 
Uh, we have a lot of other big league guys, however, who have made it over the years in the indie circuit, however, who are now in the big leagues, whether it's uh, NWA, uh, TNA, of course, Ring of Honor, uh, Combat Zone Wrestling, Shakira, uh, among other federations, let's just say. And uh, right now we're going to take a look at some of the uh, independent rankings, if you will, however, going into this year. However, right now, however, there are the top 50 wrestlers, if you will, of independent, however, of independent recently ranked, however. And right now we're going to tell you who we think or has been ranked as far as the top 25, yes, top 25, I should say, for this year, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so please bear with me. We are still trying to find out on that here. So uh, we're looking into that right now. Um, other news to report, however, mind you, of course, uh, uh, we uh, here in my hometown of Pittsburgh, of course, as known as IWC, the International Wrestling Card. Uh, those of you who are in the Pittsburgh area, ladies and gentlemen, please listen up. We got some news on some big matches that are coming up. On Saturday night, December the 12th, 7 o'clock, bell time, uh, in a winner-take-all match, it'll be John McChesney taking on Jimmy Nuts for the IWC World Heavyweight title in a ladder match. Yes, folks, those of you in the steel city of my hometown of Pittsburgh, PA, get ready. You're going to see Jimmy Nuts and John McChesney battle it out in a ladder match for the IWC, the International Wrestling Cartel, World's Heavyweight title. Also on the card, it will be Dylan Bostick versus Andrew Palace. It will be title versus hair on the line in that one. Meanwhile, Ray Lynn and Marty Bell, who is with TNA right now, will team up together to take on Britt Baker and Angel Dust. Joe Rosa will take on Jimmy DeMarco in a kiss versus restraining order match. And that, of course, will be featured at the beautiful Court Time Sports Center in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania. Ringside tickets are $25 for reserve, 20 for GA, and for kids 10 and under GA, it's only $15. So be sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen, on Saturday night, December the 12th. Also on the card, however, we will have superstars such as Asylum, Crimson, Beard of Your Pleasure, Bulk Nasty, Ward Lowe, The Fraternity, Alex Daniels, and much, much more. Who knows, maybe. We might even see former... Uh, IWC wrestler now with the WWE part-time uh, announcer, if you will. Corey Graves, believe it or not, might make a special appearance, ladies and gentlemen. You never know if he'll be around. Uh, another federation we're keeping a close eye on, ladies and gentlemen, is the Pro Wrestling Academy in Pittsburgh, as you know. Of course, Corey Graves is the most famous alumni of that group, ladies and gentlemen. And just to give you a heads up... Uh, on their next big event, ladies and gentlemen, will be coming up on Saturday night, December the 5th, 7.30 p.m. bell time, live at the PWX WrestlePlex on Beacon Street in McKeesport, PA, ladies and gentlemen. Tickets in advance are $12. GA is $10. And for kids under 12, it's only $6. But the tickets at the door, ringside is $15. GA is $12. And kids under 12 is $6. Among the names you will see on that show include Cassidy Stone, Brian Bowers, Jack Pollock, and Gannon Jones Jr. And, of course, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, on Saturday, December 19th, the Saturday before Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, at the Russellplex, however, they will be back, however, for 7.30 p.m. bell time there at the PWX Russellplex. Um, right now, we will uh, tell you uh, the latest results from that, which occurred back on this past Saturday night, however, at the PWX Russellplex, however, and here's what we had on that show, ladies and gentlemen. 
The Three Rivers champion, Jack Pollock, defeated Peyton Graham. Matthew Justice defeated Quinn Crooks. Quinn Magnum and Scotty Gash defeated Chris Helmsley and Samuel Adams. The Enforcers defeated the PWX Tag Team Champions of Marshall Law, Ego and Drake Braddock, the Hellfire Club, Shirley Doe and Beastman, System Elite, Ty Cross and Edric Everhart, and Nick Nero and Ace Austin in a gauntlet match to win the tag team title. So congratulations to the Enforcers. No, not Arn Anderson and... Uh, uh, his partner, if you will, Heller Ole Anderson, if you will. Cato took on Strider in a last-minute standing match and defeated him. The Bev defeated champion Brian Bowers to become the new PWX television champion. Congratulations to him. Matthew Justice defeated the television champion, the Bev, to win the title himself. So the Bev just wanted to look like he was going to be champion, however, for a moment. However, somehow dropped the belt back, however, and gave it to Matthew Justice instead. Gory took care of. Uh, Matt Kennard in a Four Corners of Hell casket match. David Lawless defeated the PWX Future Champion Sonny Vice to win the cup. And in the main event, I don't know if this guy's related to uh, the Rock or Roman Reigns, it sounds like he is. Lance Annoy defeated the champion Gannon Jones Jr., Cassidy Jones, Stone, excuse me, and Jack Pollock to win the PWX heavyweight title. So certainly congratulations to him. So all in all, it sounded like it was a very exciting show at the Pro Wrestling Express show this past Saturday night in more ways than one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think Gerard is back with us now. Gerard, are you back with us? Yeah, I am. Okay, we were just going over some of the big uh, pro wrestling events here in my hometown of Pittsburgh, certainly with uh, a lot of some of these names. I don't know if you know any of these big names I've mentioned, but uh, share with us your thoughts about some of these uh, shows that have happened over in the Pittsburgh area the last few weeks. Well, it sounds like uh, they're uh, making great names for themselves, and uh, I just hope all the indies over there in your town, uh, you know, can make it, and it sounds like a good time for people to go out and uh, have some entertaining. Indeed, indeed. And uh, give us, what is the Federation, do you have an indie, you guys have an indie Federation? Maybe we'll get into your uh, territory now up there in Canada. What is the name of your... uh, wrestling group, indie group there in Canada, if you have guys one, if you guys have one, I should say. Well, I'm not really sure. I think uh, there's one in Canada up by more like uh, Alberta or whatever, but uh, I'm not Let's sure. take a look, Alp. All right, not around my part, but... All right, let's take a look. Alberta, Canada, indie wrestling, we're going to take a look at that. And that is, I believe... The Heart Legacy Wrestling event, if you will, I believe it's called. If I'm not mistaken, I'm looking at the results right now. However, they also have All Star uh, Wrestling, Big West from Kelowna, Elite Canadian. Uh, we're trying to get all these names here, so please bear with us, folks. Uh, Championship Wrestling, Thrash Wrestling, Pure Wrestling Association, Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling, All Star Wrestling which Gene Kaniski was a member of at one time from 1968 through 1983. It is no longer around, sad to say. Canadian Wrestling Alliance, International Championship Wrestling, Pacific Coast, Pro Wrestling Canada, Top Rank, Universal Wrestling Alliance, owned by Al Tomko, was owned by Al Tomko, excuse me, Victoria City City Wrestling, and West uh, Coast Championship Wrestling. Uh, Let's see. Right now, what is the name of your town? Maybe we can find it. I think the best that we all know is uh, Stampede, of course, over the years, mind you. But uh, what is your neck of the woods uh, at, however? in Ontario. What is the name of your town? Maybe we can find out the name of the uh, Wrestling Federation in your group. Um, yeah, you can, but there won't be anything around here, but uh, I live in Durham, Ontario. Ontario, Ontario. okay. Uh, let's see if we can find anything east of uh, uh, Canada. 
Okay, well, we got big-time pro wrestling, Canadian wrestling action, uh, classic championship wrestling, we got that. We got conflict wrestling from Kitchener. Uh, great Canadian wrestling, however, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Super Kick Live, Squared Sword Wrestling, however, Russell Crisis. I mean, we're looking at all the different federations here. Maple Leaf Wrestling, if you will. That was around for a long time up there in Canada. It's another big name wrestling event over the years, and certainly uh, one to keep an eye on. But like I said, when you mentioned Canada, obviously the big name in Canada, of course, is Stampede Wrestling, which, of course, was run from 1948 through 2008. And like I said, it, uh, they had a lot of big names that came out of that Stampede Wrestling. And, of course, we're going to talk about some of those names now if we can, Bret Hart being one of them. Uh, as you know, uh, they also held guys like Bad News Brown, however, mind you. Uh, Harry Smith, of course, is another guy. Dynamite Kid, of course. Uh, some of the other names that have hit the circuit over the years include Bruce and Keith Hart, Mr. Hito, Rick Martell, Harley Race, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, his star, Eddie Nightheart, David Dr. D. David Schultz, Harry Smith, of course, I mentioned, Biff Wellington, of course, Tyson Kidd, Dory Funk Jr., of course, the tag teams, one time known as uh, Doug Furness and Phil LaFawn, the Cuban Assassin, another big name, Steve Blackman, the Lethal Weapon, Bad News Out, Abdullah the Butcher, the list goes on, ladies and gentlemen, and I want to get Gerard's take about Stampede, maybe he uh, watched Stampede when he was a young guy, however, maybe he can fill us in on some of his early memories of Stampede Wrestling. Gerard, please share with us your thoughts. Yeah, I do. Uh, growing up, I used to watch them. Uh, it was great uh, moments, uh, like any kid in Canada. It was uh, great to share these moments with the world. Yes. And uh, it's just a shame. I mean, we've talked about Brett and all those guys how are gone on to the WWE and other federations, of course. However, mind you, and as you know, folks, of course, they had a lot of uh, other superstars who broke into Stampede. Like I've mentioned, the Hart Foundation is one. Jake the Snake, Sylvester Ritter, better known to you all people as Junkyard Dog when he was known as Big Daddy Ritter, however, mind you. I remember watching a DVD recently of great ladder matches, and I think one of those matches pitted Jake the Snake, actually, believe it or not, against uh JYD view. Another guy, the loose cannon, Brian Pillman, as you recall, was there. Uh, the Stomper was there. Uh, Terrible Ted the Bear, if you will. Rhonda Singh. Uh, who else? Don Morocco is another great name, of course, that we've heard over the years. Mr. Hito, Kerry Brown, Leo Burke, Larry Cameron, the Cobra. And uh, like I said, certainly a lot has uh, evolved over the years involving Stampede Wrestling. Of course, they, uh, sad to say, have no longer. Uh, are no longer around, however, as they closed up in 2011, which is unfortunate. Uh, another uh, one that we're going to definitely talk about here, as far as big-name wrestling, up, uh, mind you, uh, maybe that you all recall, as we're looking at right now, include, I uh, just had a fin- fin- goes, Maple here we go, Maple Leaf Wrestling, and that was around from 1930 to 1986, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, some of the names that appeared, however, mind you, Include The Sheik, Ric Flair, Gene Kaniski, Bruno San Martino, if you will, Angelo King Kong, Mosca, Dewey Robertson, Tiger Jeet Singh, again, Terrible Ted the Bear, and Johnny Valentine. Uh, some of the champions out of this uh, territory, uh, Gerard, include uh, the British Empire Heavyweight Champion, Howard was Whipper Billy Watson, the Canadian Open Tag Team Championship from 1952 through 61, included Billy Red Lions, who went on to the WWE for a brief cup of coffee in the early 80s, and Elo DePaulo, 
the Sheik, believe it or not. Yes, Rob Van Dam's uh, uncle, if you will, the legendary Sheik, not the Iron Sheik, but the Sheik himself, however, was the former U.S. heavyweight champion. The Toronto version from 1962 through 1977. The Crusaders were your tag team international champions. The Canadian heavyweight champion, of course, was Angelo Mosca Jr., who, of course, played a part, if you will, in Starcade 1983, ladies and gentlemen, in the big tag match involving the Briscoe brothers, Jack and Jerry versus, uh, or Jerry and Jack, excuse me, versus Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. And the last ever uh, champion of the Canadian Intelligence Champion was Brian Adidas, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, who at one time also competed in world-class championship wrestling, however, in the early 80s, if you will, before finally retiring, however, in the early uh, part of the millennium and is now currently uh, enjoying his retirement, shall we say. Uh, certainly a lot of great memories out of uh, Maple Leaf Wrestling there, uh, Gerard. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, sounds like a great time. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. All right, uh, let's see here. What else could we uh, bring up in the independent scene? I mean, there should be a... I mean, let's talk about Ring of Honor, actually. I mean, we, we haven't brought up Ring of Honor. We talked about their television deal if you will. And uh, let's talk about this group right now, ladies and gentlemen. It has been around for quite a long time. It actually made its debut in February of 2002 by Rob Feinstein of RF Video, a close personal friend of mine. They're based out of Baltimore, as you know, and they've had a lot of big names happen there over the years. Uh, Right now, of course, the current champion is Jay Lethal, if you will, mind you, after Jay Briscoe currently held it. The Addiction, Christopher Daniels and uh, Frankie Kazarian, who at one time were in TNA, of course, lost the tag team titles just recently this past September uh, to the kingdom of Matt Taven and Michael Bennett. And Roderick Strong, of course, uh, won the championship of Jay Lethal just recently, less than three weeks ago in Kalamazoo, Michigan, at glory by honor 14, if you will, to become the new television champion. So uh, that being said... uh, Probably the big name that everyone might remember, however, is the very first ever pure championship. And this title is no longer around, ladies and gentlemen. But the final champion who won it, however, is a name you fans might recognize, Brian Danielson. And who is Brian Danielson, yes? Why, yes, folks, he is the goat man himself of the WWE, Mr. Daniel Bryan. And he won it, of course, against Nigel McGuinness back in August of 2006 in Liverpool, England. Uh, Certainly, like we said, uh, Gerard, a lot of names over the years have graced us. Uh, in the big leagues, whether it's TNA, Japan, whatever, but when it comes to Ring of Honor, they definitely have a lot of talent over the years. Yes, they do, and uh, you you will see that trickle through uh, TNA and WWE. Mm-hmm, definitely. And uh, what's funny about... Uh, the Ring of Honor, unlike WWE and TNA, they have a code of honor, ladies and gentlemen. That's called a code of honor. And what it is, ladies and gentlemen, it, uh, it's a set of rules how wrestlers should conduct themselves during matches. The code of honor aimed to infuse it with a similar to Japanese pro wrestling, if you will. And they include five laws mentioned that have been mentioned at some point. And here are the rules in case you're curious. Number one, you must shake hands before and after every match. Two, no outside interference. Three, no sneak attacks. Four, no harming of the officials. And five, any action resulting in a DQ violates the Code of Honor. I mean, this is an interesting set of rules, to say the least, but I think uh, it's pretty cool. Now, in early 2004, we understand Gabe Sapolsky, the booker of Ring of Honor, began to felt the Code of Honor had run its course, and as a result, officers no longer had to follow it. However, the Code of Honor has reappeared and been revamped as three rules now, and here are the new rules. One, respect the officials. 
Two, keep the playing field level. Three, shake hands before and after the match if you respect your opponent. Uh, that being said, uh, Gerard, I mean, I think WWE and TNA should take some of their advice, however, referring to Ring of Honor, if you ask me. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, it's a great set of rules, and uh, Ring of Honor has been going on for, like, 13 years. Like, a lot of people you ask or talk about, I talk about Ring of Honor, and they go, what's that? Yeah. And it's kind of crazy. No one knows about it. Certainly. Certainly. And uh, I know they're coming up with a big pay-per-view right before Christmas themselves. In fact, I'm reading it right now here on Wikipedia, ladies and gentlemen. It will be Final Battle. Yes, folks, Final Battle coming up on December 18th, Friday night, December 18th, ladies and gentlemen, the week before Christmas at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. And they have already announced, ladies and gentlemen, the main event for the World's Heavyweight title that night at Ring of Honor. It will be... Jay Lethal taking on the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're looking for a good uh, Christmas uh, extravaganza, however, fall before Combat Zone Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen, this is an event you cannot afford to miss if you're in the Philadelphia area at the 2300 Arena. Also, of course, we understand that Ring of Honor is set to do a big two-day 14th anniversary show coming up next February, we understand, in Las Vegas. And they have already said that they are trying to feature some big names, however, from New Japan to come in for that show. And also, they also have announced that there will be a Super Card of Honor. Yes, folks, Super Card of Honor tenants been called, and it will be held live at the higher Regency down there in Dallas, Texas, the same place where WrestleMania 32 will be held two days before the actual event itself on Friday night. No, this is no April Fool's gag, folks. It is officially on April Fool's Day, April the 1st, 2016. So, that being said, it looks like they've got a great pay-per-view lineup coming up, however, in the next few months, however, including, as we said, in just a few weeks in Philadelphia. Of course, the last time they had a big show was the All-Star Extravaganza 7 pay-per-view at the San Antonio Shrinatorium in San Antonio, Texas. And on that card, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the big main event was Jay Lethal defeating Kyle O'Reilly, but AJ Styles, of course, found himself in the title picture after surviving a four-corner survival match by the number one contenders to the Ring of Honor world title, which is now setting up the big match with him and Jay Lethal. Uh, Gerard, when you mentioned these two, we talked about TNA, however, and we know the history a little bit with these two, however. What do you expect to see out of these two right before Christmas as they'll be getting it on Philadelphia? Um, I expect nothing less than epic between these two. They can go like no other. And so uh, you're going to have to tune in because I bet you they tear the roof off the place. Oh, certainly. No question about it. Like I said, they will be having it at the beautiful 2300 Arena, formerly known as the Viking Hall or the Asylum Asy- Asylum Arena or the ECW Arena for you people over there on Swanson and Rittner. That should be a great match there. Other matches include, of course, the Kingdom, Michael Bennett and Matt Taven with Maria Canales, formerly of the WWE Ring uh, Backstage Personnel, taking on War Machine of Hanson and Ray Rowe. Hanson, of course, is... Uh, uh, Ray Rowe, and of course, for and that'll be for the world's tag team titles of Ring of Honor, and for the ROH television title. This match has just been announced, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be Roderick Strong, the champion, defending against Bobby Fish. So uh, certainly, a lot is going down. Of course, as we said just this past week. However, in fact, it was just a few days ago, ladies and gentlemen. Bobby Fish answered the challenge, claiming his victory over Roderick Strong back in Chicago in September was enough for him to be the number one contender. As a result, Roderick Strong has now accepted the challenge and has purposed for it to take place at Final Battle coming up, however, in just about three weeks, ladies and gentlemen, 
in Philadelphia, if you will. And, of course, this will be the seventh event under the final battle name, let's just say, in more ways than one. And speaking of Ring of Honor, as we've mentioned already, and we're going to mention it again, they do have a new network home, ladies and gentlemen, beginning ladies and gentlemen, however. Uh, mind you, however, uh, they will be... Uh, I'm trying to, what am I trying to say here? I, I am tongue-tied here. Uh, let's just say it's going to be a very interesting show, however, coming up, uh, like I said, in a few weeks. But we will be uh, keeping our eyes and ears peeled for that. And, of course, uh, Captain Dave Spieler and, of course, Ronda Rushright and myself will all probably begin our predictions in, in a few weeks, however, the day before the show or the week of the show. So you might want to stay tuned to that. But in the meantime, let's give you out the number one again. Number again, 1-724-444-7444, pound one three nine eight six three. right now. This is episode two on India. Look, we are here each and every Monday from 7 to 9 here on TalkShoe.com. Of course, you can also listen to me and my co-host who is filling in tonight for Captain Dave, of course, Gerard T. Smith, on our uh, regular show somewhat on Raw Radio Monday afternoons from 3 to 5 p.m. And today we had a great show there. We talked about the Survivor Series. We talked about a lot of things. Of course, we also did fantasy matchups, and we had a lot of uh, surprises, let's just say, in a lot of ways. And, of course, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we will be doing before Revolution Radio Hour from 9 to 1, which you can hear from Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw, along with Gerard, myself, the Black Widow, Michelle Lindards, uh, hopefully Ronda Rush Wright, the JML Experience, Jeff Teeters, and Anne-Marie Reckenbach. However, which is 138055, you can hear us Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Of course, Gerard will have the news for you all tomorrow night. We'll be talking about Raw, which should be a very interesting night coming up tonight. Here in just a little bit, however, from Nashville, Tennessee. Of course, they are in Indianapolis tomorrow. Next week, they will be in my hometown of Pittsburgh. And Monday, they will be in, uh, next Tuesday, they'll be in Hershey. Uh, I did hear some news prior to the show tonight talking about independent wrestlers. We talked about this on Raw Radio a little bit. And, Gerard, we can now can confirm, however, that Cesaro had surgery this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. So, unfortunately, Antonio Cesaro, the Swiss Superman, the man who I've been so high on the last few years, and I think a lot of people have too, he will be out of action for a good bit of time due to an injury, however. And as a result, we do not know yet how long, but we have heard early estimation it could be four to six months. This is another critical blow for the WWE, losing a big name in Cesaro Gerard. Yeah. Um... Geez, that's been going around. Seth Rollins. Uh, yep. Six, uh, six to nine months. Yeah. Um, Randy Orton. Yep. Shoulder, four to six months. And uh, I don't know who else is out, but... Uh, well, John Cena's out of action, taking some time off, we understand. We know his girlfriend, Nikki Bell, is healing up from neck fusion surgery. And he might be out, and they might, both might be out till the end of the year, first part of January. And now this development with, uh, like I said, the whole thing with uh, Cesaro, however. And, of course, Cesaro, of course, uh, did have surgery, we understand, at some point, sometime this afternoon. We don't know exactly when, but uh, I believe he is now on his, probably back in his hospital bed right there in Nashville, Tennessee. Today. I know he said he's looking forward to being at Raw tonight, where the Cesaro section started, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. But that being said, uh, unfortunately, that is not going to be the case, ladies and gentlemen. He is going to be sitting this one out, and he will probably be out of the hospital in the next day or two and then head home for Thanksgiving, let's just say, and take it easy there and be out of action for a while. So all of us here at the show here on Indie Outlook would like to wish Cesaro a very speedy recovery. We hope he's uh, listening in, and hopefully uh, he will be feeling better very soon. It's just unfortunate that another one bites the dust, so to speak, no pun intended, but you got another guy out for WrestleMania, so that's another big name way down downhill 
that the WWE cannot afford to lose, but was forced to lose nevertheless, however, because of this. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, indie wrestling, and we talked about, uh, it just talked about a few minutes ago, but while Gerard was uh, stepping out, how about uh, Sheamus, if you will, the Celtic warrior who uh, I know Gerard's somewhat a fan of, and uh, he had a chance to talk to uh, one of our special guests today on Raw Radio about, however, uh, last night cashed in Money in the Bank. We don't know what's going to happen yet tonight on Raw Radio, or excuse me, not Raw Radio, Raw itself, however. But, uh, Gerard, please reiterate to us out there your feelings about this match last night, what happened when James cashed in against Roman Reigns with his Money in the Bank contract. I think I'm the only one that likes it. Uh, I read today on the Internet a lot of people were pissed off. They were going to quit wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think they were crying. Um, come on, guys. Get over it, man. Uh, I was ecstatic when mm-hmm. uh, yep. James uh cashed in um yeah and roman will get his day it just builds him up more it's going to uh like yeah. a lot of people don't understand the storyline uh certainly he'll get his day it's just uh it's going to build him up it's uh you know uh doesn't make him look weak it's just going to that much more when he gets when he gets his title run certainly Certainly, no question. I agree with you to an extent, and I kind of disagree with you to an extent. I mean, I mean, Roman has had so many opportunities this year to be the man, so to speak. I mean, he had a chance, really, at WrestleMania to beat Brock Lesnar, and then, of course, he was within a, not even a hair of becoming the new champion before Seth Rollins uh, came down and basically stole the uh, match and basically stole everyone's heart in the process and stomped on it and squishing it into pieces there in the Levi Stadium turf, no pun intended, and as a result, he left with the Money in the Bank contract, if you will, should I say, not left with Money in the Bank contract, but did leave as the new world's champion. That infuriated a lot of people. Of course, Seth Rollins now out on the shelf for the next six to nine months after having surgery a few weeks ago with the torn ACL, MCL, and meniscus tear. And now, after what happened last night with this whole tournament thing, however, that just started a few weeks ago, for Roman Reigns to come in and win the title and then lose it a couple seconds later, I just think it was ridiculous. It was bad booking by the WWE. I just think they ought to feel embarrassed of what happened last night. Yes, once again, the fans turn on Roman by booing him, and I agree with you. Roman will get his time, but I just think Roman right now has been screwed around long enough, and I think tonight he is going to show absolutely no mercy, no mercy whatsoever on Sheamus and Triple H. And if I'm Triple H and Sheamus right now, I mean, I know you're laughing and smiling and giggling like little schoolgirls, if you will, but you know what, Howard? You may have pissed off the one person you did not need to piss off anymore already, and that is Mr. Roman Reigns. So we're going to see what happens tonight. It's going to be a very, very interesting development there in Music City. Okay, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, I believe now we're going to – in fact, I know we're going to do this right now. We're going to turn it over to Gerard if he has any other – Indie wrestling news for us, or any uh, indie stuff he wants to share with us, he can have the floor right now. So let's uh, turn it over to him. I'm back. I know you're back. I know. I'm just, I just, I just uh, saying that you, if you have any good wrestling indie news or anything you want to share indie related, please share with us. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. All right, well, we're going to be here, of course, until 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, right now I'm trying to pick up more indie stuff here on the show. Again, I am filling in tonight for Captain Dave Spieler, and, of course, as I said, I got my co-host. Uh, they're usually on Raw Radio somewhat, however. The 
somewhat bad guy himself. The he's a Ramon Scott Hall, but I'm going to call him Gerard T. Smith. However, joining us live here tonight for Captain Dave Spieler, of course, and I am filling in for Ronda Rush. Right, of course, we are your host here for episode two. Yes, folks, we've been on two weeks, ladies and gentlemen. This is our second week tonight here on India Look. Numbers one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four pound one three nine eight six three. And right now you can talk to us on the air. However, we are going to be here, as we said, till 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. And right now I'm uh, going back into, uh, let's just see, uh, the um, actual uh, news of uh, Combat Zone Wrestling, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, besides the Cage of Death match that we were talking about, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's just say, uh, in fact, however, uh, some of the names right now we're going to, Tell you about some of the names that are in Combat Zone, in case you have never heard of this group. Some of them include uh, A.R. Fox, as we mentioned, Alex Reynolds, Alex Colin, Devin Moore. In fact, uh, Devin Moore is unfortunately not Devin Storm. We thought it was Curl Bar there, uh, as we thought it would be. Unfortunately, uh, there, uh, Gerard, we made a big mistake. It is not Curl Bar. It, I thought it was. I mean, when I heard Devin Moore, I thought that was it, but that is not it. Unfortunately, he is not Curl Bar, Devin Storm. Others include uh, Johnny Silver, Joker, Lance Dragon, of course, Nick Gage, uh, Wrench, Stockade, Shane Strickland, Pepper Parks, Preacher, Nate Carter, uh, Lucky 13, Joey Janella, Greg Excellent, and uh, those are just some of the names there. Brandon Watts is another guy, however, who looks like a young Percy Watson, formerly of NXT, if you ask me, back in the day, in more ways than one, of course. For the women's stars, uncensored, some of the names that are out there, how in case you're curious, however, as we mentioned, include Livia Bates, Blue Pants herself, uh, currently in NXT, Marty Bell, also from TNA, uh, Athena, if you will, Bambi Hayden, Barbie Hayden, excuse me, Brittany Blake, uh, Candice LeRae, Cherry Bomb, Chrissy Rivera, Amanda Rodriguez and Amber Rodriguez, I believe they're sisters. They look like twin sisters here. They might be. Uh, here's a name you might know, Gerard. Tessa Blanchard, the daughter of Tully Blanchard, believe it or not, actually is in this federation, believe it or not. So uh, very uh, interesting to hear there. And, of course, the management team is led by Maven Bentley, who looks like a poor man's Abraham Washington, if you ask me. DJ Hyde, the boss, and, of course, Sassy Stephanie. What a name that is. And then your announced team is consisting of Emil J, Jake Black, and Dan Cowley. Uh, your thoughts about some of these talent people from both Combat Zone and uh, WSU, uh, Gerard? Uh, sounds like a great bunch of wild people. Uh, and uh, I think Dean Ambrose came from there, did he not? I believe so. I believe him, and uh, he also wrestled in Dragon Gate, I believe, for some time. I think we kind of talked a little bit about that last week. Yeah, he was in Combat Zone for a little while. I think he was in Dragon Gate, USA. Uh, he also wrestled in, uh, down there at FCW, the prelude to NXT in Florida Championship Wrestling, if you will. Certainly, yes. And uh, let's see here. Uh, like I said, however, uh, right now I know, uh, uh, like I said, however, in case you're wondering, however, uh, to uh, try out, however, for uh, Combat Zone Wrestling, I'm reading right now, however, mind you, however, if you want to learn how to competition, they are advertising on their website, czwwrestling.com. Ladies and gentlemen, however, 
and that is you can simply uh, try out Monday through Thursday from 6.30 to 9 o'clock Howard, at the Professional Wrestling Academy at 110 Harmon Drive, Suite 304 in Blackwood, New Jersey. So those of you who are looking to try to get yourself in the business, that's the information you might want to listen to and check out, uh, certainly in more ways than one. All right, uh, that being said, of course, as we said, Ring of Honor, of course, having a big battle coming up in a few weeks. However, they had their last one in September. Before that, it was in June that they had the Best in the World pay-per-view at Terminal 5, followed by their 13th annual show, however, which was in New or- Las Vegas at the New Orleans Hotel and Casino, or the Orleans Hotel and Casino. And, of course, the big match there was Jay Briscoe versus a guy who's now in NXT by the name of Tomasio. Sipa, C-I-A-M-P-A, who was at one time the Ring of Honor World Television Champion. This gentleman's 5'11", 210. He is originally from Boston, Massachusetts, of course. He made his uh, WWE uh, debut in September, if you will, let's just say, however. And then, of course, uh, he uh, actually made a pre-taped appearance in late September uh, on total non-stop action in a triple threat match for the X Division title, certainly. So we're going to be, uh, I'm sure, keeping our eyes and ears peeled on this young gentleman without question. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's about 10 minutes to 8 here right now on Monday night, November the 23rd, 2015, here on Talk Shoe. This is episode 2, as we said, and right now, um, I'm trying to think what else we could discuss here. Uh, I don't think there's that much to discuss. I mean, we can, we usually talk about WWE and that, and because we don't have much uh, to go on with uh, the Indie Federation, however, I mean, we got enough, we did talk a good bit of the Indie Federation somewhat here and there tonight, I mean, from what I could find, however, names that I kind of recognized, and we're hearing for the very first time here on the show, however, so please bear with me, hopefully next week you'll have Captain Dave Spieler, Rhonda Rushright, and I uh, fill in uh, and tell you more about these teams, especially Captain Dave and Rhonda, of course, who will be your host and co-host, if you will, of the show, ladies and gentlemen. But tonight I am the host filling in for Captain Dave, and of course, Gerard T. Smith, the bad guy himself, filling in for uh, Rhonda Rushright. And of course, as we said, we will be debuting our brand new show, yes, folks, our brand new show tomorrow night at 7 p.m., 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Talk Shoe. The number is the same, the only thing is the ID is different, and that pound number is 13. 9926, and it's called WCW US Wrestling Revisit, and we will be talking about the very first arcade. We will be debuting with that from 7 to 8 o'clock tomorrow night. It should be a great show. We encourage you to call in. We also hope to hear from you on the chat box, certainly. Of course, it'll be open up and running, and then, of course, at 9 o'clock, as I said, that'll lead you into Revolution, ladies and gentlemen, where, of course, Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw, Gerard, myself, John in the chat box, and whoever else is coming in on the show, we'll talk about Raw and the past weekend's activities in more ways than one. So certainly stay tuned for that. Um, right now, I'm trying to think what else we could kick around for the next little while, even though Raw is going to be starting here in just a few minutes here, ladies and gentlemen, from Nashville. Uh, maybe Gerard has something for us, or maybe wants to share with us some things. So I'm going to let him take care of that for right now. So Gerard, go ahead. The stage is yours. Uh, so we could maybe uh, talk about Kevin Owens, if you wanted to uh, yes. have Steen in the Indies. Yes, we can, we can definitely discuss him. Uh, Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, as uh, Gerard pointed out, ladies and gentlemen, a very unique wrestler, uh, better known to you all as Kevin Owens of the WWE, who, uh, of course, uh, made his pro debut 
in the WWE earlier this year, of course. He, of course, was trained by Jacques Rougeau and Terry Taylor, made his pro debut in May of 2000. On his 16th birthday, ladies and gentlemen, 16, he's competed with Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Of course, he also uh, competed at Ring of Honor. He also teamed and feuded with El Generico. He was wrestling's worst nightmare, and of course, he uh, was a part of a group called Scum, if you will, S-C-U-M, which stood for Suffering, Chaos, Ugliness, and Mayhem, that consisted of him, Jimmy Jacobs, if you will. Jimmy Jacobs, of course, better known to you all, ladies and gentlemen, as... uh, 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 actually, uh, mem- I better known as Jumping Jimmy, the Jumping Jack Man of War, Mr. Undercard, and the Red Bull Kid, and of course, one guy who at one time was a member of ECW, the King of Old School, Steve Carino, if you will. They also had Matt Hardy and Rhino in their group, believe it or not, along with Jimmy Rave. Uh, what do you remember about this group, uh, Gerard? Oh, I remember, uh, they debuted, uh, Pretty uh, heelish. Um, I liked it. Uh, it sucked that they ended uh, so quickly. They didn't last very long. But uh, they had a lot of talent, and uh, mm-hmm. they did good when they were around. Yes. And um, of course, in July of uh, 2014, he defeated, referring to Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens. Defeated Steve Perino's final Ring of Honor match. Of course, he defeated Silas Young at the Best in the World show in June of last year. Of course, August, he uh, made his pro debut with NXT, of course, in his first match. However, he defeated C.J. Parker. But the match that everyone might recall, of course, is the big matchup, however, when he uh, defeated Sami Zayn, however, this past February, the NXT TakeOver rival. So, uh... He um, and talk about another guy in, from the indie scene. Let's talk about Sami Zayn for a minute. We've talked about Kevin Owens. Let's mention Sami Zayn. Uh, six one two zero five from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Trained by Savio Vega and the late Jerry Toit. Jerry Toit, of course, better known to you WCW fans as the Wall. He is thirty one years old. Referring to Sami, of course. Uh, Sami, of course, has fought in Ring of Honor, Japan, Drag- Dragon Gate, Pro Wrestling, Gorilla, and Shakira. Uh, certainly, he has had a unique career, no question about it, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, Amy, of course, is supposed to be returning, hopefully very, very soon from injury. And it'll be interesting to see where they go with him, however, as far as the WWE goes. But when you mention uh, Kevin Steen, he's known as Mr. Wrestling, Wrestling's Worst Nightmare, the prize fighter, and the Antichrist of Wrestling, Pro Wrestling, excuse me. Uh, this guy has captured a lot of titles in his career. The Pro Wrestling Guerrilla World Championship three times. Three times the Tag Team Champions with El Generico and Super Dragon. Ranked number 10 of the top 500 guys this past year and two years ago. Also Tag Team Champions once with El Generico and the World Champion once in Ring of Honor. Gerard, your thoughts about the accomplishments of one Kevin Owens? Well, we all know uh, I'm a big fan of uh, KO. Um been in the business for like 15 years so I see nothing but gold for this guy here mm-hmm. on out and, and he had a chance last night he came darn close to uh, making that dream come true he has the IC title currently in the WWE no question about it uh, he was also named twice best brawler He's been wrestling of the year three straight times, and he also had match of the year with Super Dragon versus the Young Bucks back in December of 2011. So certainly this guy has definitely uh, shown a lot of uh, passion in just a 
over the course of the years. And Sami Zayn, of course, uh, better known to you, ladies and gentlemen, as Rami Zabi. I know it's a weird name, but he is a Canadian-born wrestler out of uh, Montreal, if you will. Let's just say you're not going to lose their drawer, but he also... His name, first name is like Middle Eastern, if you will. But uh, certainly, however, this gentleman has had quite a career, if you will, however, in the wrestling scene. Of course, he made his pro debut, as we said, in 2002. And some of the titles he's held, however, include the World Championship of Pro Wrestling Guerrilla twice, the World Tag Team Championship five times, twice with Kevin Owens, oddly enough, once with Paul London, the Human Tornado is another guy, if you will. Uh, he was ranked number 23 of the top 500 single guys this year. He is... Been pro wrestling prestige heavyweight champion once, the Caribbean championship once. He won match of the year twice, including once with Adrian Neville, better known as Pac at the time, and Daniel Bryan, if you will, also outstanding wrestler of the twice, wrestler of the year in 07, and tag team of the year with Quicksilver in 06. Uh, let's see, he was also named Slammy War for NXT Superstar of the Year last year, and I think this year it's going to be tough because I think a lot of people are saying it could be either Finn Balor or Samoa Joe fighting him for that honor, and he was also the NXT champion once, ladies and gentlemen, so Sammy saying the generic luchador, pride of Tijuana, whatever you want to call him, Mr. Ole Ole Ole, hopefully he'll be back very soon, but uh, Gerard, Sammy Zane definitely has a great background here, too. Yes, he does. Uh, no one would never know him because he was in a mask for uh, all his uh, ROH uh, career, I think. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm glad he got rid of the mask and uh, he can shine now. Uh, he'll be back better than ever, I believe. Yes, certainly. Certainly, and like I said, he's 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 had a lot of great matches. I mean, whether it be with Kevin Owens, uh, Adrian Neville, if you will, Daniel Bryan. I mean, this guy has definitely hit the uh, glass ceiling at times, however. And we're going to talk about uh, Adrian Neville's uh, career, uh, better known to you all early on in his career as Pac here in just a few minutes. Uh, of course, uh, Adrian Neville, the man that Gravity forgot, 5'8", 195, of course, made his pro debut this past year right after WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, this gentleman has had a unique career, let's just say, ladies and gentlemen. He, of course, has been uh, the Open Gate Championship champion once, however. He also, of course, has uh, been ranked 15 of the top 500 guys, if you will, this past year. World Tag Team Champion once with Roderick Strong and Pro Wrestling Gorilla. He also won the Dynamite uh, Tag Team Title Tournament back in 2007 with Strong, of course. And, of course, let's see what else. He has also won the three-count wrestling heavyweight champion once and Northeast champion once, too. So uh, when you talk about Adrian Neville, I mean, he also has won the tag team championship twice, once with Corey Graves, who is from my hometown, and is currently the NXT, at one time was the NXT champion. And ever since March, however, he has done quite well, however, in the WWE. Your thoughts about the man that gravity forgot, Mr. Neville? Uh, he's a great talent. Uh, when he flies, like, off the top rope, uh, he does his red arrow or whatever. It's just crazy how he... Mm-hmm. He's so, uh, like, it's so easy how he just, like, flies yeah. off top rope and everything. Uh, he's a great talent, and I hope uh, the best for him in the year 2016. Yes. Would you say, however, I mean, if it wasn't for uh, guys like, I would say, like, maybe Kevin Owens coming up right now, however, he would be the rookie of the year, hands down. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. 
going to have a tough bout uh, for that, but uh, I hope he gets uh, like a mid mid card title. Uh, yeah. This year, like 2016, uh, like uh, United States uh, or uh, IC belt. Yes. And uh, talking about uh, guys, however, who. Uh, We've mentioned Sheamus already. We're going to talk about him right now. As Raw is just starting, ladies and gentlemen, they're showing what happened earlier last night. They show right now the handshake between him and Triple H and his foot all over uh, Roman's chest while Roman's down out. And he's smiling, of course, that he won the title, however, from Roman Reigns. And I've already said my piece how I really, truly feel about that. And I know a few other people are not feeling the same way I am. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens as Raw is kicking off right now. But let's talk about Sheamus' background, ladies and gentlemen. He is 6'4", 265 from the Republic of the Emerald Isle. He now lives in St. Augustine, Florida. And right now, as you can, uh, like I said, we are watching Raw while we're doing our show here. Triple H is just about to come out with his new friend, if you will, the Celtic Warriors, Sheamus, who last night stole, and I will say this, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're going to disagree with me, Gerard, but I said it, stole the heavyweight champion because here, well, actually, he's not with Sheamus, he's with Stephanie right now, Miss Million Dollar Princess, little uh, hoe bag herself, as I like to call her, if you will, however, the authority who last night basically had Sheamus kiss their backside, if you will, by stealing the Money in the Bank contract, just like Seth Rollins did earlier this year. Roman Reigns getting screwed once again by the authority, and I'll say it right now, and I know Chad Hinshaw and Mr. WCW is going to back me up, and a lot of other people may, they may not. You're entitled to your opinion, whatever, people. But I think in time, it's going to be Roman Reigns going to absolutely get his hands on the authority tonight some way or another after what went down last night. But let's talk about Sheamus, folks. I mean, this is a guy who's had a unique career himself. I mean, he got in the business in April 2002. He was trained by Irish Whip Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, looking at his resume, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just trying to find out some of the stuff here. Uh, he, of course, was the International Heavyweight Championship twice. He was once the Florida Heavyweight Championship. He has ranked five of the top five guys three years ago. He is three times the World Heavyweight Champion, uh, the U.S. Champion twice, King of the Ring five years ago, Money in the Bank this year, Royal Rumble three years ago. He's won the Slammy Award four straight times. I mean, Sheamus has quite the resume. As much as I don't like the man at times, however, mind you, however, he has accomplished a lot. And like I said, last night he made his uh, dream come true yet again, uh, Gerard, by winning the World's Heavyweight title. Yes, he did. Uh, I think Sheamus is going to have a great year this year. And uh, Yep. Great heel. He is, no question about it. He's had a really good year, I will say that. I mean, I mean, last year it was tough for him to uh, be out of action for quite some time, however. He came back in March following WrestleMania. He got a new look, a new theme, and really, I'd say since really June, I mean, this guy in the last few months, ladies at the right time, believe it or not. He is really starting to shine more and more, and I think going into the new year, it's going to be very interesting to see what he does in more ways than one. All right, uh, right now it's 5 after 8, of course, here in the East, 5 after whatever time it is in your neck of the woods, but we are going to give you the number, ladies and gentlemen, one more time, 1-724-444-7444, pound one three 
888-646-9863 right now, ladies and gentlemen. And the number one, you can talk to us. We are here till 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, next week will be Episode 3, and we hope to have uh, some of our guests uh, with us, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will be debuting a new show, of course, around 7 o'clock, as we've been saying all night, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, I don't know. I think because... I mean, I know I don't want to cut this early, but we're supposed to be here till 9, but just with no one calling in and everything like that, I mean, unless you guys want to call in, I mean, we're going to talk here for a little longer, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we'd love to start hearing from you, so uh, please do. Uh, We're going to mention another company right now. We're going to keep this on just a little longer. It is Dragon Gate, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about Dragon Gate Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Some of the names that have come out of that include uh, guys like, uh, let's see here, uh, Yamato, uh, Ricochet, and uh, some of these, Johnston, Florida, and uh, some other guys. I mean, I've never heard of half of these guys, folks, but uh, those of you maybe can help me out with my Japanese here. I mean, I'm not great in Japanese, so if you guys are very knowledgeable on Dragon Gate, we hope to hear from you. In fact, Ultimo Dragon is the one name I do know, folks. However, I mean, he, of course, left the promotion and trademarks with him. And, of course, uh, Cima, C-I-M-A, of course, was the last better known to you all as Nobuhiko Oshima, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's a weird name, but again, my Japanese is not great, folks. Bear with me. He, of course, is better known by his ring name, Cima, C-I-M-A. He stands at 5'9", about 180, trained by the Ultimo Dragon, made his pro debut on his 20th birthday. He is now 38 years old, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, uh, over the years, of course, he has won the Australian Championship in the Wrestling Federation there once. He has also been ranked 44 of the top 500 guys 15 years ago. He has also won the International Light Heavyweight Championship in Japan once, the Ultimo Dragon Gym Championship twice. I mean, he's also been in a five-star match in 2006 and also the match of the year, both in the same year, ladies and gentlemen. So go figure he has accomplished all. And speaking of Seamus here, uh, George, you're going to like this. I'm sure you're watching Raw right now like me. Seamus, your world's champion is coming out right now. Yeah, I see it. Yes, so certainly a lot of people. There he is right now in his glory with the title. Him and his stupid beard and his red rooster gimmick, as I like to call it right now. However, with a big smile around his face. Yeah, keep smiling there, tough guy. You're going to have your butt clocked real soon if you keep smiling like that. I'm telling you right now, however. You're lucky you got out of there in one piece last night. Sorry, folks. I'm bitter. I know. I keep. I'm, I, I can't. I just can't stomach him right now holding that world title. That was supposed to be destined for Roman Reigns. And everyone said it was Roman's time. It was Roman's time. And I agree. It was Roman's time. But, of course, it was not to be how our Seamus, the Celtic warrior, ruined that. And Talking about Roman, I believe he also started in the independent scene, however. In fact, he did start in Florida Championship Wrestling, however, back at one time, however, before making his way into the big leagues, if you will. And that was in uh, 2010, as you know, of course. He is uh, related to The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, and a member of the Great Samoan Heritage family, of course, ladies and gentlemen. He, of course, played his college ball at Georgia Tech and had Calvin Megatron Johnson as one of his teammates, ladies and gentlemen. So, certainly, um, he is a unique wrestler, referring to Roman Reigns, but also a pretty good uh, independent wrestler, somewhat, if you want to call it, too. All right. Um, that being said, I don't know what else we can discuss tonight. I mean, I do want to do want ask Gerard if he has any final thoughts before we call it a night. I know uh, we're trying not to... Uh, 
cut this short, but I am running on, I'm almost running on fumes at this point. Unless Gerard has anything else to add, I mean, I'll let him take the floor for a while. Uh, you have anything to add? No, I don't. Sorry, man. That's all right. Well, next week, ladies and gentlemen, we hope to be back with episode number three, Captain Dave Spieler, and of course, Ronda Rushright hopefully will join us. We are so sorry uh, we are cutting this short, but right now we're just kind of uh, running on fumes a little bit. I mean, I know I keep saying that, but that's the way it is, folks. We will be back tomorrow night. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, one seven two four 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 seven four 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 pound one three eight nine six three. You can talk to us again next Monday night. However, we hope to have Captain Dave Spieler with us. We also hope to have Ronda Rushright and myself will be returning. But tomorrow night, don't forget, listen from seven to eight with Wrestling Revisit. The call number is the same here on the talk show. But all you gotta do is hit one three nine nine two six, and tomorrow night we will have. Our very first episode of Wrestling Revisited. Also, we'll be talking about Raw and, of course, the Survivor Series, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, after what happened this past weekend. And we will be talking about our very first ever Return Back the Clock segment in Wrestling Revisited, which I wrote myself before that about Starcade 83. So we hope you listen in. It should be a great night of action. Of course, we will be on again from 7 to 8 and then from 9 o'clock until after 11 o'clock. You can join Gerard, myself, Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw, Amory Reckenbach, The Rush, Ronda Rush Wright, hopefully. Michelle Lynn Dodds might be joining us. Also, John in the chat box, maybe Ralph in the chat box, whoever else comes on. We're going to have a great show for you tomorrow, so you might want to stay tuned tomorrow night. It promises to be one doozy of a show. So, with that said, until tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, same time, same channel, ladies and gentlemen, on TalkShoe, this is the Iceman, Big Daddy Cool, Jared DiGeralmo, with Gerard T. Smith saying so long, and we will see you in the ring tomorrow night. Have a great night, everyone, and enjoy Monday Night Raw. Good night. Oh, we're still on. Yeah, keep hissing his ass, Hunter. Oh. Oh, Roman, break his jaw, please. Jordy's still on?
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.